You are listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. This is a podcast about maternal mental health. Disclaimer, we are not professionals. We are moms who've experienced this ourselves and want to share our stories and stop the stigma. Heads up, some content may be triggering. We are recording from the Stone Sheba podcast studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and more. Hey everybody, this is Leslie and I'm here with my new friend and I'm so excited. Her name is Ryan and she is with Honestly Mama on Instagram. We connected through Instagram and I kind of just feel like we're friends. She can't get rid of me now. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so her topic, we kind of already have named the podcast. We're naming it Under Pressure. And I feel like this is one of the most important things, the bullet points that she has to talk about. I feel like they're one of the most important things as far as maternal mental health goes, the things that kind of contribute to the space that we get in and and kind of getting out of it. So anyways, we are going to start from the top and have Rayanne share with us becoming a mom and what that looked like for her. So I am a mother of three kids. I have a nine-year-old daughter, a seven-year-old son, and a three-year-old daughter. So I kind of had that gap between my second and third. Didn't know if I wanted another one or not, but I just always felt like I something was missing. And so that's where we had her. And thank goodness, because she's been the biggest blessing. I don't have favorites. (laughs) Let's make that clear. Uh, Uh, Just in case someone's listening that, you know, really knows me. But um, (laughs) But she's been a blessing in my life, and I've learned a lot through having her. So um, I was 20, I was young, 22, I think, um, when I had my first. So I feel like I kind of just got thrown into it, baptism by fire, you know. I have three older sisters, and so I grew up with a lot of nieces and nephews, and my my three oldest sisters, well, my the one right above me is eight years older than me, so there's like a oh. big difference. I like to say it was an accident, but my parents said, <laughs> said they were trying, so um, now that I'm a parent, I know better. But, yep. so I grew up with a lot of nieces and nephews babysitting and, you know, taking care of them, but um, I don't know, I just always felt like I had that motherly instinct, um, but looking back, it's not how I thought it would be because I always thought, oh, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom and I'm going to be so calm and, you know, just great with kids and it's just going to be my whole life and everything's going to be perfect. And it's not. Motherhood is like a, you know what, slap in the face. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's eye-opening. It's it's nothing you can really uh, plan for, I think. So anyways, um... So yeah, I had the three. I I feel like I struggled a little bit with postpartum with my third, not to the depths of a lot of my friends and some people that um, I've you know heard their stories. Um, all my pregnancies were really really easy, so I think maybe that was my only <laughs> my only hardship. I had so many friends who were like, "I hate you. You have the easiest pregnancies. You never throw up. You're you know you never get sick and." pop them out like, you know, super easy. So I guess it shouldn't surprise me that like one thing actually didn't go right for me. But um, I 
was struggling at the time um, in my marriage and I, where most people who describe postpartum say that they absolutely don't want anything to do with their baby, especially, and then other kids or husbands, who's, whoever it is. Um, and I, on the other hand, only wanted to be with my baby. Not that I hated my kids, but I just, I felt like she was the only one who was completely and totally dependent on me. And I only wanted to be with her. And it caused, obviously, some problems, as you can imagine, you know. (laughs) Um, But I was able to get through it, and things have been, for the most part, good since then. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like I... I'd mentioned to you prior to starting this, I we did go through a divorce um, a couple years ago. And so that was a struggle. But like I said, you press on, you make the best of what you can. And my whole goal through that was always to be a good mom. Mm-hmm. You know, I never, I would cry in quiet. I would, I would never want my kids to see me weak. So oftentimes it was crying in the shower or when they weren't there. But um, so looking back, I, you know, I, I told you I had this this mentality of, oh, I'm going to be this perfect mom and awesome housewife. And it wasn't like that at all. I ended up putting my husband, um, helping put him through his schooling and his master's program. And I work in the operating room. Now I'm part time, but I was full time back then through raising my first two And then when I had my third, I went part-time, which has been fantastic. But always working, um, taking call, and trying to balance the whole work life and housewife, you know, mom job too. And so that's where I actually, I could go on for days about working mom versus stay-at-home mom. Amen. Because I've... I I mean, I guess for three pregnancies, I was a stay-at-home mom, you know, for... 12 weeks, if that counts. So I got a glimpse of what it was like to be a stay-at-home mom. But now working part-time, I do. I get the both the best, the best of both worlds. And I actually really like it because I'm out of the house enough to keep my sanity, to have adult conversations, to feel needed and important in the workspace. Mm-hmm. And then I don't feel like I have too much time taken away from me because I still get to be with my kids. So Um, I do love that, but having said that, it does not matter where you are, whether you're in the home or out the home, because at some point you're home and you're a mom and that's your job. And so, like I say, I could rant, I could go on for days (laughs) about that, but what I ultimately wanted to talk about was that we titled this podcast Under Pressure and I started a not really a blog, um, not super good with my words, but um, I started a Instagram account years ago. Is it okay if we go into this? Yeah. Okay. I, I, we started this Instagram account because I got so sick and tired of following these, what we call social influencers or fashion bloggers or whatever you want to call them, Insta hashtag insta mom whatever i i just got so sick of scrolling through my feed and i i'm guilty i followed plenty of them 
and there's a few in particular that literally gave me motivation to start this account to show the real, raw, honest truths of motherhood. It's not the picture you see on Instagram. It's not the fake, you know, photographer, real lifestyle photographer that follows you around and takes pictures of you and your kids. Like that is not your average everyday mom. But yet moms on the daily are scrolling through their feeds, looking at these pages and being like, yep, my life sucks. I'm never going to have that. I mean, it's it's horrible. It is. It brings, I think, depression. It causes oh, depression. Yeah. It causes anxiety. Makes it causes like you're failing. Yeah, like you're wrong. a total failure, right? Mm-hmm. What, did, what did they do right that I'm not? I mean, it is a complete thief of joy, oh, I believe. Absolutely. So I created this account, Honestly Mama, to try to unite mothers and let them know that you're not alone in your struggles. So I started kind of posting, oftentimes I would post like some funny things and then I would post something serious and I have loved being able to use it as an outlet. And what's really funny is, maybe it's a coincidence, but on the days where I post something that like, I'm legitimately struggling with like I'm on the bathroom floor crying over whatever and I post it and I I always tell myself like oh maybe I shouldn't have done that but on those days that I do those are the days that I get comments where someone else is like thank you like I have been struggling with this I needed to read this today I needed to know I'm not alone and for that exact reason is why I started that account So my big whole push is basically, I came up with the hashtag. I did. I checked it to make sure no one else had it. (laughs) And I finally came up with a hashtag, um, uniting momkind. You've heard of uniting mankind, but this is momkind because you think of mankind and you're like, oh, that is, that, that's everyone, you know, but momkind is a motherhood. It's a tribe. It is a... I don't want to say the word cult, but, you know, a, <laughs> a, a group of women that have a common denominator. And again, like I say, it was motivated by kind of singling out those influencers and fashion bloggers and trying to fill other people's feed with the things that I thought that they needed to see or hear. Um, I just think motherhood is, I always say motherhood is the toughest hood, like, the Bronx ain't got nothing on motherhood. Like it is legit the toughest hood and it's hard enough to do on our own. You know, we're all constantly struggling, dealing with trials and all sorts of things that we need to know that we're not alone. We need to know that there are people out there that are going through the exact same thing as me, whether it's postpartum depression, whether it's anxiety, any other type of depression, um, feeling like a failure, a letdown, like I'm not good enough, all these feelings, we all have them on a constant daily basis. Mm -hmm. And so many times we feel like we're not alone. And I feel like understanding that there's other people out there that have these same struggles, not only does it bring peace, but it unites us in a way. Like you said, you know, you, you met me on social media, you feel like you know me. I mean, Okay, let's be honest. I don't hang out with, like, I have one best friend from high school 
that I really stay in touch with and everyone else is just kind of on social media. Oh yeah. Are you the same yeah, way? Totally. <laughs> so and, we always and talk I think, about it. We're like, let's go to lunch. Yeah. Never yeah. But you feel connected to other people. I mean, I haven't seen some of my friends that I follow on social media in years, like since high school. But I run into them at the store and I'm like, oh, hey, hey, little A, B, and C. You know, I know yeah. all their kids' <laughs> names. And, oh, you're, I see you're doing gymnastics. You know, you know everything about them because you follow them mm-hmm. on social media. And so I feel like... You make these bonds, and whether you know them in person, whether they live across the country, you feel united. And that was kind of my purpose in, like I said, my little hashtag, uniting momkind. Um, I just feel like we need that kind of rally and that support and that unite. You know, we need to unite each other because really it is a it is a tough hood, and we need to know that we're not alone. Um you know, and I kind of said earlier, like, we do each other a disservice by posting about how great it is to be a mom and our uh-huh. perfect family in life. Because then when you actually have a baby, you're like, what? Yeah. It's not like, you know, it, it's not what I thought. Yeah. So it's, it's, I, I'm telling you, people that keep it real are my kind of people. <laughs> it's like, I'd rather have somebody be like, my son just wiped his poopy diaper all over my face. Yeah, right. Like, Something oh, and you perfect. can laugh about it or, yes. you know, or whether it's a, a real struggle or what. I mean, there's so many things that we can all relate to. Yeah. And motherhood is your journey with your kids. It is not competing with the neighbor next door or the rich fashion blogger that you're obsessed with. It is your journey with your kids. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we just get so caught up in what everyone else is doing and how everyone else is doing it. And we lose focus of where our focus should be. Mm -hmm. Our our kids, ultimately. I, I even feel like some of those influencers have days where they're tired of it too. You know, and I feel like the more that we have honest real mom conversations maybe the new trend will be that i could only pray a little bit more freedom (laughs) to be to keep it real because i'm sure somewhere in there they want to you know yeah i don't know you'd think right i mean i can't i i just can't fathom like constantly having even like celebrities i watched that recent taylor swift documentary did you see that that on netflix it's really good it's really good because you see she makes the comment in it like I was always the person who just smiled and waved and I was told to be a good girl. And, you know, I feel like her going away from country music was like her way of branching out, being like, this is me. This is what I want. You know, she had she had made a a, a public stand. Everyone knew who she was. And so now she can do her own thing. Um, But watching the publicity and. She walks out of her front door and there's just like 50 paparazzi cameras in her face. Like, I could never do that. And mm-hmm. and you look at these um, social influencers and the things that they do. And it's like, you know what? I really don't care about where you got your pants. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not going to spend... I will buy pants at Walmart. I yeah, will. I shop at TJ. Exactly. I buy pants at TJ Maxx and Ross. Like <laughs> you know, I'm. There's no way. I don't care. Your hashtag like to know it. Like yeah. It's it's ridiculous, but it blows my mind how many women are so infatuated with that and so 
caught up on, oh my gosh, so-and-so, you know, where's this? And so I'm going to go buy it or I'm going to do this because so-and-so does this. And how everyone's getting paid advertisements, right? Mm-hmm. Bull crap, you lose, you use that lipstick. You're yeah. getting paid for that, yeah. you know? Like, I know you don't use a vino. Like, yeah. you only yeah. buy the expensive stuff, but you're getting paid four grand for that ad. So go ahead and post. It's yeah. lying. It's a lie. And you know? And so many people get in married in fights with their spouses because they're spending so much money on, like, a $400 diaper bag because everyone yeah. else has it. Yes. When they don't have the money to buy that. Yes. Yes, exactly. So I feel bad because I feel honestly like social media is a great thing. It has so many positive things about it and perks, but we have to make it positive. Like there's so many negative things that they outweigh the good, Mm -hmm. right? And so that was kind of my hope in trying to get this started. And and there's plenty of other people that I follow out there that are trying to do the same thing. Mm -hmm. And I love that, but I feel like there could never be enough because there's so much out there that just makes you feel like crap. And it's, it's bad. Like I've sat there and like cried because I'm like, oh, they're going on vacation again. And here I'm stuck home in my crappy, you know, home, not my $4 million home driving my Range Rover and, you know, like... Com- seriously yeah. comparison is like the biggest thief it's and so it's awful it really is but what it all comes down to right this this podcast is about motherhood and I'm not trying to totally bag on social influencers though I will do it <laughs> gladly if you ever ask but um like I said this is our journey with our kids and when you look back when your kids look back at their life they're not going to remember what you wore, what you drove, you know, the things you bought them. Like, they're going to look back and remember what you did do, not the things that you feel guilty for not doing, you know? Oh, hey, we don't have all this extra money, so we can't go on five vacations a year with my kids, you know, or whatever it is. But they're going to remember the things that you did do. And I feel like we focus so much on the negative, the things we don't do, and feel like a failure because of it, And we lose our focus on creating those moments with our kids where it could be something really special for them. I've even found with my son, like, just a minute of eye contact. Like, if he's trying to yell and talk to me from across the room and I'm, like, so annoyed because he won't put his shoes on or something, you know? (laughs) But if I just take two seconds and look him in the eyes, that makes up for two hours of quality time for him, you know? And it's, it's like that quote, people will forget what you did for them, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. Mm-hmm. Or so that's not even yes. really how it's said, but that's the gist of it. Like the same with your kids. They're, we're going to yell at them. Mm-hmm. We're going to lose it on them. We're going to freak out on them sometimes, but it's what you do afterwards. It's, it's teaching your kids. You're going to feel emotions. You're going to get mad, but let's make it right. Yeah. You know, like, so I, I feel this, I feel that way too. But when I'm on social media, when I'm stuck to my phone, I'm so feisty with my son. Oh, like, yeah. it's not even his fault. Like, I'm just annoyed because I'm like, let me look at my Instagram, yeah. dude. Like, it's No, crazy. I totally get that. And and it's funny because sometimes I can be a hypocrite because I know I'm guilty of the same thing. But at times, my husband, whether now, so he kind of, he travels, but he works from home most of the time. And so he's on his computer a lot, right? Because everything's done totally. on his computer or his phone. And, and my kids will be like, hey, hey, hey. Are you, hey, hey, you know, like trying to get his attention. And I'm like, hey, would you listen to them? You know, because it bugs me that he's not responding that first time. 
But I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm being a total hypocrite because I'm guilty of the same thing, you know, but it is, we're so, we're so caught up in this, in social media and everything that's in the palm of our hand that the most prized possession that's right in front of us is begging for our attention and we're not giving it to them. Yeah. Even five minutes. Like, yeah. It's, that's what I have to just tell myself is five minutes. And, and I know that that will, that will recharge him so much more than like, yeah. It's not like I have to go take him on this 12 day date. Yes. Vacation. No, you don't. And one thing actually that, um, I started years ago with my kids that I've loved is I don't do it as much anymore and I need to get back in the habit of it. But uh, we used to take turns taking the kids out, like doing a date night. This was when I only had two kids. And so um, I would take my daughter and we'd go, you know, do something. And then the boys would go do something. And then we'd switch the next month. And I'd take my son and then my husband would take my daughter. And it just gives them that one-on-one time where they feel important and it's amazing how much you can connect in that. Yeah. But that. it but it is, it's what you do. It's not what you don't do that they're going to remember. And I think that is one of the hardest things for us as mothers is because we're constantly comparing, you know, our lives and our situations and our circumstances to everyone else that we're feeling like a failure for not doing what everyone else is doing. But yet we're missing out on those opportunities to be able to actually, you know, connect. do those things. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay, she's got a book here. What is this book? Oh. <laughs> it looks, I have, and it's highlighted, I, guys. Oh, I... Okay, so this is kind of like a boss babe book. Um, so this is called... I, I've been highlighting a bunch of things, and, and it's more targeted towards business, but it's relatable to motherhood. And I just have to see if I can find these quotes. But it's called Fear is My Homeboy. It's by Judy Holler. Um, And the book says, how to slay doubt, boss up, and succeed on your own terms. So I feel like even though a lot of it is related to being a boss and it's kind of like your own CEO or even if you're working for someone else, but just being able to, you know, manage yourself better and not let fear take control. It is an awesome book. I got it for Christmas because I screenshot it and I sent it to my husband and said, this is what I want for Christmas. (laughs) That's so I do. I know, right? <laughs> I've been, I've just been reading it, but there was something, maybe I'll come across it in our talking, but there are a few things that I wanted to share that were related to motherhood. So anyways, um, but yeah, so I, I just wish I could challenge. And sometimes I feel so dumb on social media challenging people because I'm like, okay, out of how many people that see this, how many are actually going to follow through with this? But this is one thing I wanted to work on kind of building up and making like a regular, I don't know, weekly or monthly challenge um, was to really get women involved with things. So challenging them to either reach out and do something good for someone else or, you know, do something. I don't know. I can't even think of anything right now. But um, just like a little challenge every week, whether it's with your kids or for yourself. Self-care, I'm a huge advocate for self-care. I feel like you cannot take care of your kids if you can't take care of yourself so I talk a lot about that um on my page I have to share this with you did you see this the other day I I said social media should have notifications like Pam Carol and Karen are are silently judging you do you want to unfriend them like yeah like so many times I post something I'm like oh my gosh I look like the biggest idiot I can't believe I'm doing this but then 
I, I think, okay, who's going to either block me, unfriend me, or make fun <laughs> of me, you know? So I posted that. I thought that was pretty funny. But um, anyways, so back to feeling under pressure. I, I feel like, you know, not only do we need friends, but in motherhood, but we just need to be an example to those around us, right? Small acts of service, and I don't want to get too churchy or, you know, religious here, but the small things that mean a lot, right? Reaching out to someone in need, helping take food in, helping whatever, just letting people know that you are there for them and you care. And it goes a long ways. Mm -hmm. I've had people, I've been on the receiving end of those acts of service and letting me know that I am not alone. And I just, I love that. And so that was one of the things I wanted to do was, you know, encourage something, do a small act, do something to let that mom across the street that you think has it all together that really doesn't, you know, let her know that you're there for her. And that's another thing um, while I'm on that topic is the thing that I absolutely despise about motherhood is the fact that we feel like we always have to have everything together. And we're afraid to let other people know that we are falling apart inside. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's so many people I know that were like, oh my gosh, I didn't even know you went through divorce. I didn't know, you know, that you were struggling because I, I just always put on this big happy smile and acted like I was great. And some people were like, oh my gosh, you're so strong. You're so awesome. You know, I'm like, yeah, you have no idea. Like, <laughs> but we're afraid of feeling vulnerable and we're afraid of, you know, feeling like, whether I don't know, whether it's failure or judgment. judgment. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's it. Yeah. That It's judgment. Yeah. yeah, it really is. Because we we want to be like everyone else. We want to be happy. We want to be perfect. We want to be, you know, like... I screw up on a daily basis and I'm constantly reminded of it by my children sometimes. <laughs> but good little mirrors, aren't they? Yes, oh. yes, they are. But um, you know, whether it's it's failure or insecurities or judgment, I I said this on my on one of my posts, but motherhood is 50% feeling like your head might explode and 50% feeling like your heart might. And it's this constant mind game, I feel, that, you know, between your heart and your mind, your heart's telling you one thing, your mind's telling you another. And unfortunately, oftentimes, we always listen to our mind and not our heart, right? That's so true. It is just a constant struggle. And motherhood is the toughest hood. It is hard AF. (laughs) You know, like, it is. It's hard. It's beautiful. It's stressful. It's marvelous. And it's the only comfort I find is that none of us know what we're doing. And I have to constantly remind myself of that because no matter how many posts I look through of people who look like they have it all together, I'm like, they're faking it. Mm-hmm. And you know how I know that? Because I've done it. Yep. We all have, right? Oh, yeah. But the truth is we legit do not know what the hell we're doing. <laughs> so true. I think too, like, I don't know. I feel like if we could all just start, here's my deal. I feel like if we posted too much of the hard then it's like a negative account so it's so hard because it's like you want to post the good 
But also, I have a couple pages that I have followed when all they do is complain. Yeah. And they're, it's just like, every day, it's just a negative post about what they didn't like about even the weather. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like, it sucks the life out of you. Yeah. We don't have to it's follow those depressing. pages either. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And if it's family, mute them. They yeah. won't know. Yeah. You know? Uh-huh. You don't have to subject yourself to that. Yeah. So, I think there's a balance. There's a balance of, I think if you're keeping it real, I don't feel like it's a heavy negative thing. If you're just like, this is rough. Today yeah. was rough. Rather than, oh, you know, like I think there's, I think there's Soaking a way to in do that. Misery. Yeah, exactly. Well, and I like to focus on progress over perfection. Mm-hmm. Ooh, so that. choosing to work on one thing at a time, right, to, to better yourself over time rather than feeling the need of having to be perfect all the time. Yeah. So it might be something little, it might be something big, but you you choose to work on one thing and you, once that's done, you check that off your list, you move on to the next, and before you know it, you're perfect. No, just yeah. kidding. <laughs> done. But, um, oh, so one quote I wanted to share from this book, this chick's awesome. She's uh, she's actually, I don't think she is a mom. I think she married someone who had a kid, but she's never um, had children. Um, I relate this to motherhood because just of the fact with all the struggles and stuff. But she makes a comment in here and she says, can I swear? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) She says, you can come from a shitty situation and still break the cycle. It's totally up to you. You can be a victim or you can be a badass. The choice is yours. Is that not like, I want to frame that in a big picture canvas, something in my house, but unfortunately I don't want my children reading it. But I love that because, you know, you, you talk with, on your podcast a lot about postpartum depression and anxiety, anything maternal mental health, mental health. And I feel like we, we feel like we come from these crappy situations, right? Okay, how am I ever going to deal with this? How am I going to get over this? But the choice is yours. Mm-hmm. Just like she says, you can choose to be a victim mm-hmm. or you can choose to be a badass. How am I going to get through this? What am I going to do? And motherhood is a constant battle of that. Some cases are more severe with things like that. Others, not so much. But regardless, like you get the choice every day to wake up, to start new. I have this frame. um, I think I found it at Hobby Lobby in my bedroom. And it's like giant. I don't know, like four feet by two feet. And it says um, one day at a time. Simple phrase. Simple thought, huge lasting impact. And I have had to tell myself that that saying got me through so many hard days. And it is when I literally sit up in bed, it's on the wall that I see when I sit up. And so I am constantly reminding myself one day at a time, I can do this one day at a time. So many times we think we can't get through whatever it is we're going through, but one day at a time you can. It's like that quote, you've survived 100% of your bad days or whatever. Yes. You've you've, made it. Yeah. How many times have we thought, how am I going to do this? Okay. That happened to me when I had one kid, you know, how am I going to do this? I I don't know how to be a mom. Oh, guess what? I did it. I figured it out. And then guess what? I got pregnant and I had all these insecurities. How am I going to love the second one as much as I love my first? How am I going to, did you? I I hear that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. It's a common, very common one, right? Yep. How am I going to split time between them? What am I going to do? I mean, it, you just get through it and you figure it out. And then guess what? You have three and four and five and however many you have, 
no matter what the problem is, you're struggling with depression, you're struggling with anxiety, like you get through it one day at a time. Mm -hmm. So I've loved that thought, I feel like. I love it. Because we just complicate things. We do. So much. We do. And we're so scared of what other people think of us. And that was a huge (laughs) obstacle for me um, with going through a divorce. And I found the saying, leave the judging to Jesus. And I'm like, yes. I love that. (laughs) Yes. Because (laughs) no one needs to know what you're going through. I mean, yeah, it's great. You have people in your corner, whatever. But you do you, right? You've heard that saying. I love that saying. It's simple. But And leave the judging to Jesus. Like you are given certain trials in your life, right? And you are faced with things that you know you can handle. Mm -hmm. And so far, your record is getting through them, you know, 10 out of 10 times. So it's, we just overcomplicate things and we're so scared of what other people are going to think. And that's, that's one thing. And and I know it's not just me. I feel like women, especially, um, or just the human race, let's be honest, is we're, we're scared to think about what others are, how they're going to judge us or what they're going to think. And we have just got to let down those walls because when we do, I feel like we open the opportunity to relationships Mm -hmm. with other people who can relate, you know, and we've just, it's a barrier that has to be broken. I agree. I think we, I think we've gotten so used to disconnecting and not that I want to sound like I'm an old school lady and I don't want social media. Yeah. Because I do. And I think it's great, but I do think that there's a level of even on social media, just connecting with people through keeping it real and just saying like, you know, you don't have to tell people all the details, but let people help you. Let mm-hmm. people show up for you. Yeah. Give them a space where they can keep it real with you. And when you're, when I'm around somebody and they're totally themselves, I relax more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Definitely. So when you're, when you keep it real, you give everyone around you the space to do the same thing. Yeah. And we're all just looking for permission. Mm-hmm. Right? So. Yeah. Um, it's, it just comes down to struggle. You mm-hmm. know, we're all, we're all struggling in some way, whether it's, finances, our marriages, whether we're trying to get pregnant or we're dealing with loss, miscarriages, um, whatever it is, trying to take care of our family members. How about self-identity? Like trying to find yourself, that is a huge one. Like I say, we could have like so many podcasts here. Um, But do it. Or acceptance, you know, like what it all comes down to is remembering to be kind. Mm -hmm. Hashtag uniting mankind. Like, we are all in this together. It's a sisterhood. It is a tribe. And we have got to quit being so rough on others. And not to, not that I'm perfect because I still will find myself, you know, silently judging other people. I'm a total people person at the airport or wherever I'm in public, you know. And I have to, like, pinch myself and be like, okay, you're trying to preach the opposite of this so you cannot be guilty of doing that you know mm-hmm. um another thing i wanted to bring up is just fyi mothers sometimes the grass is only greener because it's fake uh-huh. and i posted that once on my um on my page because it's so true like we think 
Oh, if I have more money, my life's going to be better. Oh, if I drive this or I wear that, like everything's going to be complete. And no, it is fake. Social media, 99% of it. Okay, maybe not that high of a percentage, but. <laughs> it feels like that. Right? <laughs> like it is fake. Everything is filtered and everything is. How many selfies do you take to get the right one that you post? You know, you go through 15 crappy ones to get the one you look good in. I mean, we only post the positive. Mm-hmm. And like you said, you don't want to focus on 100% of the time being negative because, yeah, it's a little depressing. Yeah. But, you know, a good mixture of the two is is good. But I just, I know myself, I've looked at other people's life through social media and just have been like, I wish I had their life. Oh, they have it so easy. But, you They're know. They're a nice mom. I'm a mean mom. Yes, exactly. I mean, we get, we scroll through social media. We become so enthralled with these lavish lifestyles, these exquisite parties that people throw. Um, their you bodies. know, they're, they're perfectly edited, magazine-worthy tiny squares that try to convince me that my life sucks. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't. My life is good. Yes, do I have struggles? Of course. Are there things that I wish I could have done differently? Yes. But here we are now, and this is what it is, and my job is to make every day count, mm-hmm. especially for my kids. You know, I just... Oh, I could preach all day. <laughs> Me too, which is why part of why we started this podcast too is it's just there's so many people out there that are dying to tell the truth. Yes. And, you know, when it comes to social media and influencers, we hear the word influencer and it's like, okay, what is an influencer to you when you hear that word? Somebody that has power over a bunch of people. Okay, in a good <laughs> Usually, um, usually a good, good right? Yeah. When I think influencing, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, well, yeah, that's someone who influences for the better, someone who's supposed to promote positivity, uplifting thoughts, good vibes, not rubbing it in our faces how glamorous their lifestyle is and how they're so great. But yet we that's what we become infatuated with is these mm-hmm. elaborate lifestyles and lifestyles that 90% of us won't ever obtain in this life. But behind... This is the comfort that I found is that behind every perfectly poised selfie is someone that is only half as happy as the image that they're portraying. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm just here to tell you that the grass is not greener on the other side. It's just because it's fake. It's turf. Yeah. It well, is total turf. <laughs> and that people say like, there's a, there's a meme out there about Beyonce that she, you know, gets all this done in 24 hours, but she's got like 40 people helping for her, her, right? you know, exactly. at the same time. So, and it's true though. I mean, I don't, I don't love the fitness accounts of people that have never been overweight. Like I'm like, you don't oh, know, yeah. you don't even yeah. know. Like, yeah. Genetics. Okay. Like yeah. it's not fair. I'm not going to hear from you. Oh, wow. That is a great <laughs> six pack. Oh, you haven't had three kids. That's right. That's right. I forgot you're 19, you oh, know? I know, but it is, it's what we Except follow. Like yeah. I'm lazy. I don't want to work out. I'll sit and judge you and look at your page and wish that I didn't love chips and salsa. Yeah. That's on me. Yeah. You know, yeah, salsa is a vegetable. It's healthy, it right? Is. That's what it's I tell myself. Nice. But I just think the importance is being able to find peace where you are, being grateful for what you have, and really being able to appreciate the little things that seem mundane, Mm -hmm. you know, because that's what we seem to get sick of. But it's all those little things that we take for granted, 
And oftentimes they're things that someone somewhere else is wishing for. So true. Right? Yeah. You've got to learn to love your life and most importantly, to love yourself. I love that so much. So, yeah. The girls are mean. We really are. Women are mean. We are. It's so sad. And <laughs> I don't know if you've heard the quote, be the reason another woman feels sunshine, not shade. Ooh, Have you ever heard that? No, but I love that. Yeah, that was a good one. Because, That's a shirt right there. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. I'll put that on a t-shirt. <laughs> um, I just, the whole mom shaming is is so sad to me. And like I talked about earlier with the whole house, you know, stay-at-home mom versus working mom, it does not freaking matter. Oh. You know what we have in common? We're still a mom. Uh-huh. And that is what's important. Um, some of us have to work. Some of us don't. Some of us wish we could. Some of us wish we didn't have to. You know, like, oh, no yeah. matter what, someone somewhere is always wishing for the things that you think are crappy mm-hmm. or vice versa, you know? So true. So I I do. I have a lot. I have a struggle with mom shaming and there's so many different topics too that that fall into that category of mom shaming. But that is one that I have a real struggle with just because I've been on kind of both sides of the spectrum. But yeah. Yeah, we're not nice to ourselves or each other. I think part of the reason why we're terrible to each other is because we're not happy with ourselves. Yes. Yes. I know half the time when I judge someone or whatever, it's usually because it's something I'm insecure about. So it is. It totally is. Insecurities, <laughs> like they ruin us. They really do. <laughs> but I do think that our culture as women, it really does feed our anxiety, you know, and, and if we could just stop chasing after each other's lives, I don't think we'd all have anxiety like most of us do. Yeah. You know? Yep. And self-love, I feel like is super important. And that doesn't mean, I I do talk a lot about that. Um, and I really have just come to, honestly, it was like January this year. I mean, I've kind of talked a little bit about self-love here and there, but this January, I don't know if it was like 2020. I've loved the, the year 2020, because when I think of 2020, I think of vision, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's perfect vision. Like this is a great year to, turn the table. And I know everyone kind of thinks that with New Year's resolutions and whatnot, but I kind of just like had this epiphany (laughs) in 2020 and was, as I was trying to think of my goals and things I wanted to do. And I do have a fun little, uh, business gig that I'm getting going and I'm really excited about. So I feel like maybe some of the motivation kind of comes for that, but along with that, and in this book I'm reading, Fear is My Homeboy, it talks a a lot about self-care and how you cannot do the things and I feel like especially in motherhood, it's relatable. You cannot do the things that you need to do if you're not taking care of yourself first. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I if we f- would just focus on the things that we love about ourselves instead of the things that, you know, we want to pick apart, it could be a total game changer. Because I can tell you right now, I could write a, a list a mile long about the things that I hate about myself, you know, from body image insecurities whether it's a quirky habit, regrets, choices, things I think, things I say, things I do, like, you know, the mom guilt. I mean, come on, that's probably another <laughs> mile long <Sorry>. list in <laughs> and of itself. But we're just so hard on ourselves and we don't deserve it. We yeah. don't. Like we're human, we're imperfect, we're flawed, but that doesn't mean that we can't love ourselves. 
regardless, you know. So, I mean, imagine a world if we were all focused on things that we loved about ourselves rather than things we hate, you know, it'd be a lot different, but it's not easy and it is doable, but it's not easy, but it's changing our perspective, our thinking, our views. Mm -hmm. It really does. So the truth is ultimately we're all amazing. We're all good moms and we're all striving for the same thing in this whirlwind of motherhood. You know, we struggle with different things. Yes. But ultimately what it comes down to is we are moms we want the best for our children. We want to raise them. We want to be a good influence. We just want to be successful in motherhood, right? And that's what we have to focus on is what we have in common rather than what makes us all so different. One, and whoever you are out there listening to this podcast, the fact that you're taking the time to listen to this means you're a good mom. You want to listen. You want to connect. You want to learn more. You've stuck around. You're listening to it. You're a good mom, you know? So, okay, well, I'm going to ask the famous question. On your very worst day of being a mom, what, now that you know what you know, and you've given us a lot of really good golden nuggets (laughs) of advice. I'm loving this. Knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell yourself on that really crappy, crappy day? That you just felt like oh, you couldn't get through. I told myself I'd have an answer for this. And I still don't know <laughs> if I do. I would probably just reassure myself that it gets better. Like one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Like I said. That is the phrase I have had to tell myself through a lot of trials and struggles. Is that you just take it one day at a time. You might not be able to handle, you know, A, B, and C, but what can you do today? I can do A. I might not be able to do B and C today, but I can do A. Mm -hmm. And then tomorrow, I'm going to do A and B. And then the next day, I'm going to do A, B, and C. You know, whatever it is, like, this too shall pass, basically. Yeah, I love that. So, I think I would tell myself that because that is... I think the only thing that we all need to hear, really, right? Regardless of our struggles, regardless of our hardships, like, it gets better. There is light at the end of the tunnel. And you don't have to wait for the light to come to you. Like, you can grab that SOB and bring it to you. Like, get (laughs) it, girl, you know? Yeah. So I I would say that, yeah. I love that. Well, this has been amazing. Do you have <laughs> any other awesome golden nuggets? Because I'm loving all this. Um, I have so many. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. We're going to have you come back again. We're going to do like topics with you. I love it. All I know is it's not easy being a mother. Because if it was easy, a dad would do it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> that's a shirt. And a poster. Right? And a bumper sticker. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I put a lot of my feelings into my posts um, and oftentimes it's because of what I'm going through or what I'm currently feeling at the moment um, so I have a lot of quotes and stuff on my on my account that you can find but share it with you know feel free to share it with people yeah. or send someone just a little thought or quote that you know is struggling because mm-hmm. it's amazing what a little motivation can do 
Um, yeah, I just, I hate, I, I want to encourage anyone who's listening today to join me. <laughs> this sounds so cheesy, but join me in the fight to create a better social media environment. That's honestly the only reason why I started that this account was to, like I said, let someone else else's feed be filled with something good or positive instead of another crappy account of making you feel worthless and insecure. Because the reason we struggle with all of these securities is because we're constantly comparing our behind the scenes with everyone else's highlight reel. And it's not always rainbows and unicorns, <laughs> although I really wish it were, but it's not, you know, it's, it is a constant struggle day to day and you just have to tuck and roll, you know, like. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it is. Yes. And yes. And how can we find you on social media? Can you spell it out? Cause yes. Sure so it's just, it. um, at Honestly, Mama, M-O-M-M-A, all one word. Um, and yeah, I'm there. I'm. It's on Instagram and Facebook. And I basically just post everything that I post on Instagram. I just share it to Facebook too. Perfect. I don't do a ton with Facebook. I feel like Instagram is more mm-hmm. the thing yep. than Facebook. So Okay, and we'll tag you and put that in the description so everyone can find you there. Awesome. And yeah, she's got some pretty exciting things coming up this year. So make sure you follow her and stay up to date yes. on all the things. I all wish I could motivated tell you. to make you moms happy. Yes. So I am excited. I don't want to give too much away, but I will be announcing it shortly. So. Yes. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to the Rising Phoenix podcast. If you feel like you can relate and would be open to share your story with us, please email us at risingphoenixpodcast at gmail.com. For more information on local and national resources for pregnancy and postpartum health, visit www.postpartum.net or www.psiutah.org. We are recording from the Stone Sheba Podcast Studio in Provo, Utah. Check them out on Instagram for more info on our podcast and others. Thanks for listening.